seniority is not a thing in 2023. It doesn't Mm -mm. make any sense. You don't make more money just because you've been somewhere longer. When there's other stylists below you that are putting in more effort. Yeah, it doesn't work. More desire, maybe you're better hairdressers. Hi, everyone. I'm Sid Sharice. And I'm David Bosher. And you're listening to Destroy the Hairdresser. Where we teach you to salon differently. After years of searching, we finally found a software that does it all. Introducing Aura Salonware. With Aura, you have the simple tools to streamline your business, such as a card on file, settings for hourly pricing, and even station sharing options. Implement communication boundaries with clients by interacting directly through Aura. Finally, a software that takes your business as seriously as you do. If you're interested in this type of profit maximization, visit aurasalonware.com DTH to receive special discounts and promos. As a hairdresser, I know the struggle of managing your back bar, and that's where our friends at SalonScale come to play. While you weigh your products with their app, SalonScale automatically tracks your products used, making inventory management a breeze. Not to mention they also save your formula. They are a digital solution for back bar management, and they really make it easy. You know we're both big on knowing your numbers, and SalonScale does just that. Visit salonscale.com DTH and use the code DTH10 at checkout for 10% off your first year. Let's talk about permission to commission. (laughs) Commission. Permission to commission? Yeah. I don't, like, this is one of those topics where we apparently can't stop talking about it because no one's listening. (laughs) But (laughs) the only way to make money in this industry, there's only two ways. One, to have other people work for you and through commissioned pay structure. Our industry has demonized commission pay structures, and I understand why. Oh, for sure, I understand why. Because people could not handle the responsibility of a collaborative environment where a salon owner is making money and their team is making money. Instead, there was a lot of ego. Yes, and. Yes, and. There was a lot, and there are still a lot of abusive commission structures out there. Faux show. I think that's the thing that like, when people hear us say that we're very pro-commission and it's honest. They get really mad about it. They get really frustrated because they're, that's like saying, you know, that's like getting mad if someone's like, oh, I have a new partner and that person they're speaking to was abused and was like, oh my God, I can't believe you're with a partner. (laughs) Yeah. And you're like, no, they're, they're they're not connected. Yeah. My experience and your experience are not connected. And so... When it comes to people, when we say we're very pro-commission, we get the automatic, oh my God, commission is the worst thing. They take advantage of you. They take all your money. I'm like, no, you're globalizing and generalizing a very common pay structure with your bad experience, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Commission's not the problem. Commission pay structures are really great. I don't know if you've, I don't know anyone out there. It's just a pay structure. It's just a pay structure. I don't know if you've ever met a, a broker or real estate agent, but they they like commission. It, it works. Mm-hmm. And their commission is actually lower than ours. Yeah. The, the, the money is bigger, but the commission is lower. Isn't it like 6% or something like that? Yeah, it's really low. Yeah. It's a, and it's a lot of fucking work. Yeah. So when we sit here and we're talking about commission, I think people are projecting their bad experience. Mm-hmm. Well, I worked for a commission salon and they were abusive. No, you worked for an a really salon. shitty boss. You worked for an ab- abusive salon mm-hmm. and they used a commission pay structure. They're, yeah. But they're not They're connected. not connected. And 
that requires a lot of critical thinking and emotional intelligence for hairdressers to understand. And so when we coach people and we say, you know, let's open a salon. It's a really, you're, you know what you're doing. You have the skill to do it. Let's do commission. Their, their brain kind of starts to like, you can see it start to kind of explode a little bit. Yeah. Because they understand that financially it's better. Yeah. But they're like, no one's going to want to work for me. Yeah. Then, then that's, that's where the emotional intelligence comes in and that's where we as coaches thrive because we get the opportunity to help transform those belief systems and little like break that mindset and and really get them to understand the bigger picture and just take a risk in general but you know I think when we really break it down and that's like we do work with everyone at mm-hmm. DTH like if you want coaching we're here for you but we we really want to work with salon owners new and old and I'm not talking about age I'm talking about did you just open your salon or have you had your salon for 20 years? Or do you not have one? Or do you not have one? And the reason why is because that's where the change is going to happen. That's where the change is going to trickle down. That's where we're actually going to be able to stop this cycle. And I do want to say everyone like that has, I've been in really toxic spaces. You know, I've, we talked to more hairdressers that have been in toxic spaces than not. And, we're not minimizing your experience or what happened, but at the same time, we can't, like you said, demonize a pay structure and not the business owner. owner. Yeah. <laughs> the, there's a lot of hairdressers, I think, that start businesses based on passion and talent. Which is part of it. <laughs> which is great. But they don't have any business background or education and you don't need to go to business school to understand business no but but you do have to have a desire (laughs) to learn it and experience it and go through the process and the ups and downs right and i think a lot of hairdressers that turn into salon owners that don't know how to manage teams they don't they're being they're listening to retail companies tell them what they should do Mm -hmm. which are never going to work in the long run and so they're listening to all these people or they're doing what their boss did and it's not working. And the question is never, or the the thought is never, maybe I don't know what I'm doing. I should get help. It's always, oh, the salon industry just sucks. And yeah. no one knows they're doing and nobody wants to work. That's like a thing with all industries now that no one wants I to work. I hear that quite often from some of our newer students that are, you know, just getting into it. I, I don't know how people don't want to, there's a difference between people not wanting to work and people not wanting to be abused at work. Yeah. I think that's what's changed. Yeah. And so you find that like a lot of salons that are a little bit old school are like, nobody wants to work. It's like, no, nobody wants to work for you. Mm-hmm. There's a and big difference. That's like, you know, that's the opportunity for me as a coach to be like, see this mirror? <laughs> Let's look in it for a minute. Let's dissect that. But you, in order, in order to make that change and like choosing to crush your own ego, which is a really positive thing, you have to be open to that. And what we hear a lot is like, can we just sign my my team up? Can you just coach my team? They're so awful. Oh, yeah, that happens a lot. Can you just sign my team up? And I we don't say, want the, no, the owner you cannot will, sign your team up. The business owner will come in and, or get a call with us and say, I don't want to get coaching, but I'm going to have my manager get coaching. Mm-hmm. And the answer is, nah. Yeah. We, we, we have turned away. And they look at us like we're crazy because they're like, you have an opportunity to make thousands of dollars because yeah, I have a big team. We've had and you're say saying no. Too. And we're like, yeah. Because what's going to happen is we're going to empower your team. 
and they're going to become conscious and they're going to become aware and they're going to have goals (laughs) and they're going to realize that they do not want to work for you. And then you're going to blame our program because you had a walkout (laughs) when the reality is you aren't willing to do the work to own up to your mistakes and make the changes for your business and your team and yourself. You're only hurting yourself too. I mean, that that's the part that blows my mind. Like, why go into a business if you're not going to full-heartedly go into it good, bad, ups, downs, roller coaster rides, like discomforts, comforts? Like, if you're not willing to embrace all of that truly, what the fuck are you doing? And now a word from our sponsors. We have partnered with Hair Story, a product line that is good for our clients, our planet, and our bank account. Have you heard of New Wash? It's like a shampoo, but actually good for your hair. New Wash is a cleansing cream that cleans and conditions without the harsh foams and damaging detergents found in traditional shampoos. Hair Story does things differently, creating more conscious options that respect the environment and your hair ecosystem. Ready to try New Wash for free? Visit hairstory.com slash DTH to get pro access today. I think a lot of people open salons it's funny, they open salons thinking, I'll just like have a team of people and they'll... And they'll just work and we'll make money and we'll all live happily ever after. Yeah, and you ask like, oh, how did you hire your team? Oh, I just like them. <laughs> we work together at another salon. It's like the hiring process in our it's industry. It's my cousin's sister's brother. Yeah. <laughs> well, we did, we worked at another salon. We didn't get along, but I, we thought we'd get along here. Like really weird shit. And you're like, every practice down to hiring, especially hiring in our industry is so emotionally abusive. It really is. Everything that we do. It's manipulative. The, the way we hire, the way we schedule, the way we work, the way we eat. at the, Everything we do is so backwards. And we act like we love being hairdressers, but everyone's fucking exhausted. exhausted. Yeah. Even if they're happy and they're making money, there's still a level of exhaustion. I mean, we've coached quite a few... Um, salon owners within the past 10 years where they came to us and said, I'm making six figures. I did the thing. I have a big team. My, you know, my salon's bringing in a million in revenue and I'm miserable. Mm -hmm. I'm so unhappy. And those are my favorite because it's like, you're in such a great spot to make the biggest transformation. My, I guess our coach has always said, um, like you're not going to change until it's too painful to stay the same. Yes. And my favorite. It's so true. It does, that's why when people come to us, they'll say like, oh, I was just wanting, you know, I found you on Instagram and I'm like, I just wanted to get started with a coach. And we kind of look for the pain points because if you don't have pain, our program's not going to work. Mm-hmm. Like if you hire a trainer. If you think your salon's perfect, what... What are we doing here? I love when people will tell us, I just love education. <laughs> I'm like, okay, that's that. That's great. Mm-hmm. But like, unless you're experiencing pain and you and you need help, you're not going to like this program. Absolutely. And it's just funny what people think. They have said to us like, but I want to give you money. You're not going to let, you're not going to take my money. I'm like, no. no, because like you said, we know what the hangover is. We've done this for a long time. And we're not going to get blamed for other people's ignorance. And, yeah. it, and it's a hard thing to do as a company. Salon owners have to do it too. Like if someone comes in, they want their hair bleached and permed. We know that's not going to happen <laughs> no matter how much they want it. And yeah. the reason we know it's not going to happen is because we know the result yep. of what happens. And so it's the same for coaching. Like we know the result. 
yeah, we, we have a business, but at the same time, we also want fulfillment in, in earning. And I think for a coach that what I mean by earning is helping you transform. And like, if you're not making the utmost money and you're not moving forward and you're not uncomfortable, then I don't, this isn't working. No. And I, I know a lot of people ask us, because again, we say commission, which can mean so many things. For sure. But here's... Which we teach in our program. Yeah. But I do want to say we will, I will share that there are three commission, there's a, there's a few points I want to make about commission. One, everyone on your team should be the same commission. Mm-hmm. There should not be people that are grandfathered in. There should not be people that have higher or lower. It should not be based on seniority. Seniority is not a thing in 2023. It doesn't Mm -mm. make any sense. You don't make more money just because you've been somewhere longer. When there's other stylists below you that are putting in more effort. Yeah, it doesn't work. More desire. Maybe you're better hairdressers. It's very Gen X to do loyalty. I mean, loyalty programs The bad parts of Gen X. For the Gen X listening, we love you. But the bad part of that generation, and we talked about in another episode... And reactive that, part. That, yeah, that behavior stems from the generation before you. And I'm, you know, sure we're going to project some, millennials are going to project some nice stuff onto Gen Z. So <laughs> get ready. But going back to like the structure of it, it everyone should be the same commission. There should, no, there should be no variation. So if you have varying commissions, it's going to cause a problem. It's not going to work in the long term. Mm-hmm. Number two, sliding scales. Sliding scale commission does not work. It The percentages are so small that they're pointless, mm-hmm. and they're usually based on retail sales. Yeah, benchmarks. Benchmarks that aren't, aren't always achievable. Not always achievable, and also not enough money for what you're achieving. It, that's the manipulative part. It's like, oh, well, you with with sliding scales is, well, you have an opportunity to make this much money right. if, <laughs> but sometimes it's so unachievable, or literally, it'll be you'll miss the mark by like ten bucks, and then at that point, like. It just starts. It's to exhausting. Get, yeah, yeah. But if everyone's the same commission and people want to make more money, you don't, as the salon owner, don't raise the commission. They have to increase their rate, and they mm-hmm. have to, they have to bring in more money if they want to make more money. You're actually, as a business owner, putting giving the responsibility back to the hairdresser, which is what they're going to do and have if they go out on their own. Exactly. And lastly, there are three commission rates that we recommend, depending on where you live: forty-seven, forty-six. 47% or 48%. Nothing below 46 and nothing above 48. So if you work for a salon and they give you 46, 47 or 48%, that's a good salon. It's mm-hmm. not an abusive commission structure. Now, if they give you that and then take more money off the top, like temp, like we give 40, I love people like we get yeah. 50% but then 10% off the top for products. So it's like so you give 40%. Yeah. That's a that is not a good commission. I want transparency. Exactly. I want to know exactly how I'm going to make. So if you are making less than 46% as a commission hairdresser, that is not a good place for you to work. Mm-hmm. If you're making 46, 47 or 48, that is a great place for you to work. And if you're making above 48, it's probably lovely, but it's that business is going to go out of business soon. Yep. So you're probably going to have to find another place. Exactly. I, I mean, every salon owner that is giving 50%, it was usually out of desperation to not lose someone where a stylist wanted to leave and they were like, well, I'll give you a higher commission. Or maybe the stylist said, I want more commission. But what should have happened is the commission stayed the same or everyone went up to the highest point, which is 48. And then they they raised their prices. Why are we making us as hairdressers and the salon owners pay this when clients should be paying it? Right. Clients should be the responsibility. That's where we're making our money. Well, the retail industry has 
made the internal the internal part of our industry competitive. So instead of making the client pay more, because God forbid they pay what they're supposed to pay, we have we start fighting with each other about who's yeah. going to get the money. The salon owner is like, you have to pay the fees for the back bar. Right. Where at DTH, we we make sure that the salons are absorbing absorbing that. So truly when the stylist... But your rate has... The rates have to be higher. Exactly. So if a stylist is 48, they are truly 48 because the salon is absorbing all of the back bar fees, all of, all of the fees to run the business. And it's not put on the stylist. But what's great in our program and our students is that they're learning how to coach their teams. So the teams now are coming to their salon and like, I want to make more money. I'm raising my prices. Not, versus yeah. versus the other way around. It's like, I want to make more money. You need to give me more commission. And it's it costs so much to run a business that especially if they have a front desk, especially <sighs> if, if they have if they have team members that aren't bringing in clients, they're, that money's going out. So, you know, especially the spaces, the rents, everything's gone up, products, inflation has happened. So it's like 50% is just like, you're just signing your business away at that point. I know many salon owners that own businesses and they pay their staff more so they don't leave, but they don't take anything home. And the the business owner doesn't take anything home. And again, I've said this before, if the business owner is not profitable, the business is not sustainable. Absolutely. So don't work for a business owner who doesn't know how to make money. But I will say, if the business owner owner is profitable, that means you as the stylist is also profitable. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Again, you ha- all. That's why you have to work with a coach because you all of these things, all these methods, philosophies, theories, and ideas, they all have to work together. And they and everyone's salon is so unique that you need to work with someone who can slowly tweak and make changes to get you back on track. It's actually it's really exciting to get back on track, even though it's hard. And it's hard to have conversations with your team and it's hard to make big changes and it's hard to roll things out. But that's why we created the company because people can't do that on their own. Mm-hmm. You can. I hear a lot of people, we get a lot of people that will listen to our our methods on our podcast or on YouTube or whatever and they'll go do it and then they don't know how to do it and it becomes a disaster and they call us and they're like, I need your help. I need your help. And it's like, so just bypass that step. Don't do this on your own work with someone from Destroy the Hairdresser, learn how you can make changes for your business. It, we're one of the most inexpensive coaching programs Absolutely. And we did that in on the purpose. industry. And it's so that we can help the most people. So I don't know what you're waiting for. We give you permission. To commission. Next time on Destroy the Hairdresser, the podcast. People go, I love being a service fighter. I'm like, that's great. That's, that's not who we're coaching. You. That's you're not for us then, and that's okay. Yeah.